Um, welcome to Orphanimi. This is Saratova Best, part two of Parshas Achrei. Parshas Achrei is about after. After there's an experience of leaving the world and feeling like that's where one can achieve. If one stays away from the world, that's where we can achieve that perfection, that feeling of being in the zone, that feeling of getting to that goal of holiness. Surely holiness is to be found in the upper realms, in the spiritual realms. Surely it's to be found there. And Parshas Achre was a very tangible example, uh, expression of that that's not the case. And certainly not in this generation. So the question is, um, do we see that sourced in Tyra? How do we know that's true? I mean, yes, we see it, but it's hinted at with Nadav and Avihu that, that really to be holy, you need to be in the world rather than out of the world. Because we said yesterday, you know, Yidden classically would stay as far away from the world as they, as they could. Um, poverty was something that was not comfortable, but it was considered uh, exemplary behavior. So where do we stand today? And how do you know it's true? You know, how do you know we jump, we're supposed to jump into the world? So, this is explained by Pirkei Avas. It says, Look at three things and you will not come to do an Avera. And then the Mishnah says the three things. Right? Look at three things and you won't come to do an Avera. Now, that's a big promise. That means... These three things, or something, if you look at these three things, this will keep you, so to speak, in the zone. This will keep you in um, that sense of, um, of holiness. That's when a person got to a level of holiness where they're no longer plagued by doing the wrong thing. They've reached the place. That seems, Pirkei says, you can reach it. You can actually reach that place where you're not doing anything wrong anymore. You don't come to do an Avera. Wow, how is that possible? I mean, Pirkei Abbas is, is promising us then that then, I guess, it's, it's, it's available. What do you have to do to get there? Look at three things. Well, what are the three things? Well, the question is, why do you care what the three things are? What do you mean? It says, look at three things and you won't come to do an Avera. How about if I just find out what those three things are and I do them? But it's only three, right? Mishnah is very exact. There's not one superfluous word. Excuse me, now I'm going to make a bracha baracha. There's not one superfluous word in Mishnah. So there is a word here that if you left it out, it wouldn't change anything. Not look, not at, not things, and avera. No. The one word that if you if you left it out, it seems like it wouldn't make a big difference. And that word is three. Why? If it said, look at 120 things and you won't come to do an avera, and then it lists all 120 things, who, who's going to take the time to actually count if it was really 120? But you're going to see. It says, look at three things and you will come to do in a favorite. And then it lists the three things. You didn't have to tell me that they were three. I know how to count. 
It could have said, look at these things and you won't come to do an event, which is, by the way, what does it tell you the things are? Know where you came from, know where you're going, and know who you have to give an accounting to. I didn't need to know that that was three. I, I, I got it. <laughs> she told me, you could have left out the word three. So what is the Mishnah telling us? It's not what you do. What do you have to do to avoid an Adeira, to to come to that point where you've reached perfection, which that was the whole reason why people rolled in the snow and let ants go all over them, and they fasted, and they slept on the floor, and they ate one piece of bread. and They wanted to become holy. They wanted to get there. Vishnu says, yeah, yeah, if you want to get there, you know what you have to do? Look at three things. You have to look, but very deep. Histaklus the eon. Look with a deep, 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 deep look. And a deep, careful, concentrated, slow, patient look at what? Three things. Three. Look at three. Develop a consciousness of three. Doesn't matter what the three are. Three. We don't live in a world of two. Not if we're getting. We live in a world of three. If you look at those three worlds, that is actually the, the, the pathway to perfection. Live in the world of three. The world of two is either this or that. Oh, well, either I buy myself an expensive pair, pair of boots, but I'll probably use them one time. So should I spend the money on it? It's like either I spend the money and I like the way I look now, but, you know, I'm not going to have the money left for something else, or I do this either or. Right? We all know about either or. That's two. The, the Mishnah says, no, 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 look at three. Don't live in a two world where it's either or. In an either or world, life is always difficult. Because it's never going to be perfect. I can, whatever it is, buy these boots now and they're beautiful. But then I spend all the money and I don't have it left for, you know, the summertime. There's always going to be a problem when I live in the world of two. In the world of three, it's a whole different thing. The world of three is not either or. Either or is gullus. The world of three is there's got to be a third solution that makes everything fall into place. I just don't know what the third solution is because it's always going to be invisible because it comes from a different frequency. So I'm not going to know what it is. So how do I reveal that, what it is? So I have to move up to that higher frequency and really have a deep um, emuna and betachen and really uh, be willing to think and feel and trust sort of out of the box, and to trust that the solution is obviously there, just because I don't see it, just that I don't see it, that doesn't mean much. That's the world of three, the hidden third solution that's always there, always, always there by definition, it's just invisible to me. And the question I want to always ask myself is, if I live in the world of three, meaning I always know there's a third solution, and that third solution hits the spot. It solves the problem. It gets me to the, the, where I want to be, that level of holiness. 
It gets me forward on the journey. The world of three, there's always a third solution. So what do I need to do? Ask myself, okay, there's a third solution. I know it's there. I don't see it. It's hiding somewhere. What do I have to ask? What would I ask myself? Hmm. What? It's hide and go seek. Red light, green light, one, two, three. It's hide and go seek. I would ask myself, what would I need to do at this moment to start to find the number three solution? It's there. It's just not visible. What should I do just to get to start moving? You know, you know, the kids play hotter, hotter, colder, 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 hotter, hotter, colder. What do I need to get do to get closer to the third solution? Because the third solution will put me on a whole different footing. And it's from a whole different frequency and a whole different world. So the, where do I, how do I know this? Mishnah tells us. Look at three. And then you can come to that level at which you don't actually have to be messing up in your Avaita all the time anymore. That level, that level, it says, that does become possible to us. It's not simple. It's not easy to get there. But it's available. That, how do you get there? You know, uh, Russia. They make, right, says the Maranita. They make, you swear when you're born. Be a Tzadik and don't be a Russia. How do you get there? That's what it means. Be a Tzadik and don't be a Russia. Don't come to do an Avera. How do I get there? Live in the world of three. Don't live in the world of two. That's what the Mishnah says. Look at three, and you won't come to do any favors. So we're just going to end with this concept of the world of three. Tomorrow we're going to see what that has to do with actually being in the physical world. But to sum it all up, in in life, there are, there, we can live in the world of two. That's the world of Gullahs, either or, and, and neither of the two solutions is ever really good enough. That's why we struggle with it. Should I order the boots? They're very expensive. Yeah, but I love them. Yeah, but okay, but then I won't. I'll be happy now, but unhappy during the summer when I don't have the money for the sandals, etc. That's the world of two. It, it, the world of two creates constant discomfort. The world of Gullahs is designed to produce um, a constant unending supply of discomfort and those of us who have become addicted to it which is most of the population you live for a few thousand years in gullahs you do become addicted to gullahs those of us who have become addicted to the world of two uh we know how to we know how to maneuver in it very well (laughs) you know you know okay i want this but i want that and there's no really good solution. You know, some people say, some people say just, just compromise, just, just give it up, just stop caring, just, you know, no good solution. The world of three is very, 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 very different. It's a world of Geula. You know, Allah says Gimel. Gimel is Geula, the three, the world of three. The world of three is, is a Geula world and it's incredibly different. Um, it's telling us that if I'm in my house and um, 
and I know that I came home with the key and I unlocked the door two days ago and I've been home for two days. Now I can't find the key. One thing I have to know is the key is here somewhere. I just can't see it. I don't think that I left the key in the store because I unlocked the door and I came in the house and it's not in the door outside and it's not on the doorstep. So it's, you know, and I know that uh, nobody, the gate behind me locked, so nobody could have taken the key from the the, the front door. So that, all of that I know. Um, I have to know the key is in the house. I just can't see it. So why am I saying this? And so then what do I do? I, I'll ask myself, what would I need to do to somehow make that key visible to me? I have a block in my brain against seeing that key, obviously, because it's in my house. There are only a limited number of places to, to look. Uh, right, say, right. And often there's a block in my brain against seeing that, that key. So the third solution um, is from a different frequency. So by definition, my, if I'm used to living in Gullis, my brain will usually have a block to experiencing the number three solution. The third solution that really takes us out of pain, takes us to a gula place. Um, it, it, it's not so easy. You know, we will tend to have a, an emotional resistance to it because uh, gullus is very addictive. And so, you know, we, we do develop blocks to the higher frequency of Gaula. And we want to ask ourselves, what would I do, need to do to uncover this third solution that obviously is there? Maybe it's by saying, obvi- if I'm feeling stuck, I'm living in Gaulas. There's obviously a third solution here. I don't know what it is, but I know that it exists. Even that is something. And I'll just patiently wait in Hashem and say, Hashem, Okay, um, I'm ready for the third solution to appear to me. I know it's here, somewhere in the house. Um, what would you like me to do, Hashem, to make myself um, recognize this third solution? Most of the very, very successful businessmen, Wahabil, who really become billionaires, well, especially the righteous, I don't know if there are any righteous ones. They must be. They're not less righteous than um, They have learned to think out of the box. Whereas everybody else sees one or two solutions and neither of them works very well. These people have learned, learned to think highly out of the box. And that's why they're able to create things that are extremely innovative. Really are like a little um, breadcrumb from the world of Gaula, from the future. Once they, once they develop it and they create it, it becomes normal. You know, your cell phone is normal. Your car is normal. Your computer is normal. Your dishwasher is normal. Your, you know, heating system is normal. All, all of that stuff is normal. Now, when it was developed, when it was created, when it was, you know, invented, it was not normal at all. It required a number three solution. And I'll end with this. The Wright brothers, they had a problem. In the world of two, if you're, a per- if you're a bird and you want to fly, no problem. If you're a person and you want to fly, forget it. 
because let's face reality. People have a certain mile, a certain advantage over birds. You know, we think, we this, we that, we build civilizations. But, on the one hand, there's something good about being a person instead of a bird. On the other hand, you can't fly. There's nothing you can do about it. So they looked for the third solution. How could I have the advantage of a bird and the advantage of a person? The lightness of a bird is flies. And the depth of a person thinks, it philosophizes this. How could I have both together? And everybody said, you can't. It's impossible to fly. But they were determined to create a blend of those two, a third solution. If you want to be a bird, you can fly. But then you can't think like a person. Mm. If you want to be a person, you can think like a person, but then you can't fly. Mm. That's the world of two. They said, no, 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 there's a third solution. Somehow we'll be able to have both. Fly like a bird, but think like a person. What they didn't know was the following. And they really, they visualized, they, they really, they could taste that there was a solution. They knew that the flying person machine mechanism was somehow there. They just didn't know how to uncover it. It was there in the world. So, someone forgot to tell them that they, you know, they tried different things, different kites, metal kites, and you know, sold an airplane, different kinds of things to see if they could fly with a motor. Somebody forgot to tell them that what they built, according to the laws of physics, could not possibly work. They thought it would work, but they didn't know enough physics. And they didn't know enough aerodynamics to know that this thing that they built cannot possibly um, fly. So they didn't know. So they got in the thing that they built, and they tried it, and they flew. If somebody had told them, by the way, you know that aerodynamic principles will show you that it's impossible. They just didn't know that. So it didn't get in the way. And somehow they were able to fly. And they... they um, were Zeicha to create something that, you know, everybody flies these days. All people fly um, because they just weren't smart enough, so to speak. They were too reckless to look at all the facts of Gullah. So they were sort of reaching into the world of three where there's a third solution. We don't know what it is, but we trust that if we just keep on persisting, we're going to uncover it. So that, so we say Hashem, we want to live in that world, look at three things. That's the meaning of it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean look at three things, know where you came from, know. But look at three. Live in three, and that will put you in the world of Geula, and it will open up infinite Geula possibilities. And you will have brought yourself, and then from yourself, the whole world, to a totally different place, a totally different frequency. The frequency of the Geula meets the Shlema. The third Geula, Third base in English, three, 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 the people of three, Jewish people, Kain Yisrael, Kain Levi Yisrael, given the Torah in the third month, etc., etc. And may we find ourselves in this third base in English in the third Gula immediately now.